0: I see. There's a lot of people in the chat. I'm going to see if I can uh, uh, read these and say hello to everybody real quick. I had to pull up my my cool glasses here. So we got Bill H is in the chat. What's up, Bill H? Will Fly, Joshua Marsh, PPG is in the chat. They've been chatting a lot in there. We got Nada Biz. What's up? What's up? And who else do we have in here? Boys, uh, Travis. Travis uh, Dupoint is here, and of course, I probably said it wrong. Uh, Padre Brook PPG Mickey Alberto is in the house, and they're just pouring in. So make sure that you guys say hello in the chat if you want to ask a question tonight. Make sure that you uh, tag Will Fly and Will Fly. Oh, Will Fly and hey Jim, what are you under on uh, on the computer right now?
1: Jim, character PPG Simard.
0: Okay, Jim character. PPG, or PG, care PG, right? PPG, care PPG. I,
1: also, the nada biz that is actually Ron Turan.
0: <laughs> Say that one more
1: time. somebody else's computer. I didn't hear what you
0: said, Jim. I'm sorry. What?
1: Oh, nada biz is actually Ron Turan. He's borrowing someone else's computer.
0: Oh, okay. Okay, that's cool. Well, Welcome, everybody. Welcome, everybody. This is Season 3, Episode 129. We have Travis uh, Landry tonight. Um, Before we get to him, though, we're going to introduce everybody on the panel. Uh, As always, we have our very beautiful Linda Anderson, our pom-pom cheerleader PR girl. Welcome to the show. Glad that you're here.
2: Hello. Welcome, everybody. Welcome, chatters. All my viewers out there, thank you for joining us on Monday night. The only place to be. I'm Claire Pratt.
0: TV, yeah. Oh, and don't forget—you know—we are doing—we are doing the audio. So after the show, then it's all of our listeners too. We got a lot of listeners out there. So we got our chatters, we got our listeners. Oh,
2: I don't know why. Why do I say
0: viewers? <laughs> no viewers tonight, so that's great. But we also got our our audio people.
2: <laughs> I gotta start making notes
0: before. <laughs> I, know, I know, right? right.
2: The introduction thing comes on because I always, you know, say something
0: different, but that's okay. But thank you. Welcome. Welcome. Yeah, so she's our cheerleader. She's also our PR girl. If you want to be on the show, make sure you get up with Linda Anderson. You can find her by going over to ParamomUSA.com. That's right. Mm. Well, welcome, Linda. Thank you for joining us. We also got Will Fly from WillFlyPPG.com. What's up, bud?
3: Hey, man. Good to be here. I look forward to Mondays. Mondays to, uh, are my house. awesome. Yeah, yeah. You know what? A lot of people really dread Mondays, but I don't. One of my favorite days.
0: I never thought about that. But, yeah, you're right. I think it's the Monday mornings that people dread. But Monday nights is like, yeah, it's after 5. That's,
3: Maybe. Uh, but, you know, I found that if you sleep through the Monday morning part, you don't have to worry about
0: it. Oh, that's right. You're not a morning guy, yeah, are you?
3: It, yeah. You wake up and it's afternoon. and So <laughs> <laughs> you skip all that nonsense. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah any uh, any new videos that we need to go check out will
3: not yet no there's still some in the works but uh you can still check out the ones that i've done At uh just look up will fly on youtube or online at willflyppg.com
0: awesome well thank you will for joining us tonight definitely appreciate you we also got jim from canada a hey, the only guy i know that has maple syrup smelling money what's up buddy
1: <laughs> things are going good in yourself
0: not too bad i see you got a uh, a hat um it says something on there can you tell us what that says
1: that says chair printing and publishing and that's my business and Woo-hoo! i can print pretty much anything if i can help you out please contact me and i will do my best to do that
0: how do we get up with you bud
1: contact me through carepp.com and uh, I've got an email address on there. You can get it me. Phone number is 306-946-4027. And for a special person like Steven, he can call me at 1-800-946-4027.
0: Awesome. Thank you, too. <laughs> well, thank you, Jim. Uh, he, uh, he helps us, um, uh, create these paramotor calendars and gets us stickers and decals and stuff. So we definitely appreciate him Appreciate uh, him with all the stuff that he does for us. Yeah, see down there, Linda, that's our 21 to 22 PPG uh, calendar. So he helped us out with that. But it's not about me. It's not about everybody else here on, on the panel. And by the way, I'm Sean Simons, PPG Grandpa. It's about our guest tonight. Tonight, we're going to be talking with uh, Travis Landry. He's a paramotor... Pilot, but he's also a paramotor instructor over at Lone Star Paramotor. Welcome to the show, buddy. Good to see you. Did we lose so you, bud? Waiting
1: to talk to
0: him. <laughs> Are you there, Travis? Right. Can you guys hear me? Yeah, I hear you now.
1: Yeah, right when you started to say something, I computer froze for a second.
0: Oh no! Sorry about that. Oh, good. So, welcome to the show, Travis. Thank you.
1: Thank you. Thanks for having me.
0: Absolutely. So tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, how you got into Paramotor.
1: Yeah. um, uh, My name's Travis. I'm 35. I come from a welding background. So my family has a welding business doing stairs and handrails, stuff like that. And I just got lucky, I guess. I happen to know Ron. Uh, Ron Turan through my dad was friends with my dad and realized that he flew paramotors and never, you know, it went for a while that I knew that he flew paramotors before I actually went and trained and eventually went to actually, unfortunately, a funeral where I saw a paramotor on the back of his truck in person. And that was the end of it. Uh, Went to train shortly thereafter, and he wasn't getting rid of me, basically. So shortly after, started helping with the next class, just doing kiting and stuff that I had the ability to help with, and just started flying a whole bunch, ended up doing a few hundred flights in my first year, and that's including having started in March, so I flew a whole bunch, and realized that I wanted to be an instructor so I got my PPG3 and waited the year it took to to go instructor and basically been instructing ever since so it's been a whole lot of fun
0: that's awesome and so you've been you've been instructing for 2 years but flying for 3 years yes that's right and uh, after you started to fly, you said that for the first year, before you were instructor, you helped other people get in the, the air and stuff like that?
1: Yeah, I was just a general helper at Lone Star. and Helping people learn to kite was the most useful thing I think I did. But it's a whole lot of fun to watch somebody have no idea what a glider is and struggle with it, and then a couple of days later, they're doing super well and surprising themselves so that's rewarding
0: that is rewarding definitely so what's your best what's your i guess uh what's the best part of being an instructor
1: oh the looks on their faces by a long shot (laughs) by a long shot uh that meaning the looks on their faces and the emotions behind it you know just seeing somebody's idea of why turn into a reality and the difference between it, it can be pretty heavy on some one
0: one of the things that we talked about before the, uh, the uh, show before we went live is um, the new drone regulations that are coming out and how that affects us as paramotor pilots can you tell us what you know about that
1: yeah uh, unfortunately I only know a little bit but I know that they're the FAA is trying to rewrite the rules to where effectively as anybody FAR 103 but Paramotors included that we are the ones responsible for staying out of the way of these drones and they're it's nothing like your little DJI things they could be the size of Volkswagens doing 100 miles an hour down in altitudes where we like to fly and you know, two stroke motor spinning on our back and we would have no idea they're coming up on us. The only thing that we could do is have ADSPs and that may be what they want us, you know, what they want to require us to do, which would be pretty unfortunate. It could be upwards of a couple of grand per pair motor just to have an ADSB and obviously add the weight of that unit. And Who knows what knows what else that's really the only thing that i know of they're wanting to require but but yeah it doesn't sound very good for us at the moment
0: does anybody in the chat know anything about the drone regulations and how that affects us let us know and uh jim or will will take a look at it and um, maybe we can maybe we can figure this thing out because that sounds pretty crazy to me i know that the dji and the uh, consumer drones can't go higher than 400 feet legally. And uh, Travis, what'd you say about the, uh, these, these drones that are going to be, that are big as a car. I mean, how, how high can they go?
1: Yeah. From what I know, it's just 500 feet. So another hundred feet, which I'm not sure how much difference that makes, but still, a lot of my flying is 500 feet and below. That's, a lot of times, where you can see the fun things, and it's it's a uh, it's something that most of us enjoy. I think the higher you go, the the smaller things get, and the less interesting they get. So, having the freedom to do that is something we don't want to lose.
0: So, that would be something that. They would probably say that we need to fly five hundred feet and above. Isn't that what you all do up in Canada, Jim? You have to be five hundred feet when flying, or you can foot drag and all that stuff up there?
1: Yes, we can. We have to be five hundred feet above buildings. Or and then if it's a town, we have to be a thousand feet above that. We have to be able to glide past.
0: Okay, so you can st- you can still foot drag and all that stuff up there. You, it's just around buildings, you have to be 500 feet and above.
1: Yes, exactly. Most definitely we can foot drag yeah. and a bale slow.
0: Good deal. Okay, um, anything in the chat that popped up about uh, drone regs that we can bring up real quick or nothing, nobody said anything?
3: Yeah, uh, there, there's a couple of things. Uh, the USPPA, I don't know if you've seen it, but they've sent out uh, a, a posting Um, the it's my understanding anyways that it's in committee basically is going to make their recommendations and they're going to have their second meeting uh, coming up here soon Uh, and we as a community individually have the opportunity to send an email with our concerns stating our concerns to uh, the specific email which I'll I'll put in the chat Um, and it's uh, it's basically places the the, the responsibilities clearly on us as paramotor pilots to see and avoid these drones while 500 feet and below. So uh, while we can have ADSB uh, in, yeah, ADSB in, we can't have ADSB out. So uh, and it's my understanding, as far as the FAA is concerned, that they're not going to. Um, they're not gonna certify ADSB out portable units anytime soon. So uh, it uh, it really is a big concern and it's a, a, a huge call to action. So if you guys haven't sent the email yet, please do. Um, oh, the other thing is, uh, Sean, they've got uh, on the USPPA website, they've made it really easy. They've broken it down. They've, they've given a summary of Everything that's gone on and what's important to us as paramotor pilots, and what you know the things that are gonna, the proposals that are being made. Um, so I'll post that link as well if you'd like.
0: Okay, yeah, because this is something that we definitely need to figure out. It does affect everything. Um, you would think that if there was going to be these drones that are big as a a car that are delivering packages and stuff, you'd think that they would have, you know, like cars, you know, they have roadways and, and airplanes, you know, they have, um, you know, skyways. And we kind of know where, you know, the big airplanes are going to be and stuff like that. I wonder if they're going to do something like that with the drones to where, you know, in this area, this is where drones are going to be flying at 500 feet or so. I wonder if, you know, we'll have that on the, um, on the sectional charts. That'd be good, I guess. But I guess it's also like when you're out flying around under 500 feet, there's a lot of things that we have to look out for. Also, you know, the uh, crop dusters are a big thing over here. I mean, I'll be flying, just having a good time. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, a crop duster goes up like this over the tree line and there it is right be, right below me. I'm like, I didn't know that was coming. So I wonder if we're gonna have that stuff too going on.
3: Well, and you know how hard those are to see. I mean, they just pop up, right? And so, just imagine a drone that you're supposed to uh, see and avoid that's approaching you from behind, or from the sun. You know, where it's, you're you're being blinded by the glare.
1: So, it's uh,
3: it's kind of spooky. What's yeah, weird. it is.
1: Also, I'm being told that uh, there won't be any requirement for them to. Have any sort of anti collision devices that it would be just that completely on us to see and avoid them. And I mean, anybody that's flown with another paramotor knows you can have a paramotor pilot below you a couple hundred feet and it's hard to find their wing in the sky, let alone a, a little black drone flying at 100 miles an hour. You know,
0: so, well, you keep on saying 100 miles an hour. Are they really gonna be flying at 100 miles an hour? Or are you just Saying that is that they're just gonna be fast,
1: yes, just that they're gonna be fast, okay, just pretty much anything, (laughs) everything else, other
3: than us, right? It's gonna be faster than we are. So,
0: I've had had birds fly right by me. I'm like, Well, there you (laughs) go. (laughs) Um, so anything else that you know about that, Travis, about the drones?
1: Really don't, you know, that kind of came to my attention because of the USPPA stuff, and it's just been a topic a conversation that I've been hearing in the community.
0: Interesting. Yeah. we'll it, definitely.
1: I hope it works out in our favor and no, not the other way around.
0: I think everybody probably needs to go over to the USPPA website and check it out. Um, get involved with this and, you know, put your two cents worth in, especially if you're a paramotor pilot, uh, a lot of, there are some paramotor pilots that, you know, they take off and they get up to a thousand feet and they just, cross country you know and they don't want to do anything low and slow because they feel it's too dangerous they do like altitude altitude is their friend so me i love to foot drag so i know that a drone shouldn't shouldn't skim me if i'm foot dragging the ground i guess i don't know it just sounds horrible uh everything all together a- having having other flying things that are a lot faster than us that don't have a pilot and that don't have an anti They don't have anti-collision?
4: <laughs> what was that, Travis? I'm sorry, could
0: you repeat
1: that?
0: I, I heard you say something or you're playing something. What was that?
1: Oh, no. I was just finding out, actually, that these I mean, Amazon in particular may be delivering packages all over to people's homes with these drones. So there's no telling where they might go and what altitude they might be at. So that's that's about all I know about it. But.
3: And Travis, uh, Travis DuPont, said the, the drones are going to be flying in heavily populated areas mostly. And for the most part, I agree with that. But I that's just the opening, opening of the Pandora's box, you know? So um, mm-hmm. before long, you know, it's gonna be more cost-effective instead of sending the driver out to send a drone. I mean, I just, uh, I don't want anything. At the end of the day, the bottom line for me is I don't want anything that interferes with the sport that I love. And it's not just us, it's the entire ultralight community. It's the general aviation community. I mean, think about it, they share the same sky. So, and while they've got ADSB in and out and all that stuff, well, accidents can still happen and there could still be malfunctions and stuff like that. And at the end of the day, you're talking about an aircraft that's got a human being on it versus an unmanned aircraft, you know? So, uh, it'll be interesting to see how things unfold.
0: Yes, it will. Do we know when the drones are gonna start flying or are they already flying now?
3: No, they're, they're in the the, uh, the committee stage is what I understand.
0: Okay. So there hasn't been any, you know, drones out there just doing tests, you think? or?
1: Oh, I don't know. That's a good question. Hmm. I believe the technology is there and now they're asking for permission to use it.
0: So. I don't know. I keep on thinking that, you know, if, if they are flying over towns and stuff, we're not going to be flying over towns. We're usually out... You know having fun someplace that uh you know it's not populated but you know using the drones to get out to unpopulated areas would probably be extremely cost effective for amazon and people that are going to use the the drones
1: Well, yeah i live five minutes from a town i mean it's not a city so it'll probably be a long time before it comes to my community but Five minutes out of town, that's a lot of free space where this drone could just be lost. I would never have any idea where it is.
0: Yeah, this is kind of scary. I don't know what's going to happen, but I guess we're going to find out. So make sure you guys go over to the USPPA website and uh, check it out. Uh, Learn some more information. If you come up with some really interesting information that, you know, you think we need to talk about, uh, email me at ppggrandpa at gmail.com. And uh, we'll we'll try to take this and continue to talk about this later on uh, in future podcasts as things are uh, unfolding. But anyways, back to Travis. And since we have talked about the cross countries, um, let's see how many cross countries you've done. You said the longest one you did was about 60 miles cross country. How was that and how did you enjoy it?
1: Yeah, I I enjoyed it thoroughly. That one in particular was... uh, I was still on my first wing. It was kind of new to me, so it was a pretty long flight for me. We uh, flew from our home airport out to a friend's pasture and back, and nothing... Nothing crazy happened, but it was interesting to cover that much ground. I definitely felt like I had to keep on point on having a landing spot and knowing, knowing where I was, leaving myself a, a trail of landmarks to follow back kind of thing. And then landing out that far, being able to get back in the air was a concern, which luckily I was able to do.
0: What kind of apps do you use when you do cross-country flights or just to, just so you know where you are when you're flying?
1: And at that time, I wasn't using anything. Uh, we've got PPGPS and a couple others that we recommend to the students, but at that time, I wasn't, I wasn't using anything except just general head reckoning, I guess, following... You know, light towers and, and water towers and stuff to get back. I had one of my instructors out in front and his wing kept getting smaller and smaller. <laughs> so he was on a faster wing than me. So I I just kept heading in the right direction on the way back. It was a little nerve-wracking actually, trying to get back. And finally, when I got up close to the water towers that said shirts <laughs> where we were you know, where our airport is. I was pretty relieved. But it was a lot of fun overall. It felt like I accomplished something.
0: Any other cross countries that you would like to talk about? I mean, anything that was like, wow, this is like the coolest thing ever?
1: Yeah, we flew um, from a pasture uh, over to a park. It was about a 30-mile one-way trip. And got caught in a quick shower that was pretty scary Um uh,
0: how, how much how much rain are we talking a little sprinkle or something significant
1: a short amount of significant rain like a, a few minutes worth of hectic expecting that i was about to have to land at any minute and luckily it, it went away but it happened like right as we were about to land and seeing the uh seeing the LZ and wondering if I was going to make it, even though it was only a couple of miles was pretty scary.
3: <laughs>
1: so
0: <laughs> you, you were flying in really like, sure. Uh, like, like a downfall. I mean, rain, like, like you were actually getting wet and your wing was getting wet, like soaked. Yes. Wow. So did the Wouldn't, wing handle differently or, or what?
1: I didn't ask it to do anything. <laughs> except to go straight and level and it did that for me so luckily that worked out but uh for the most part no it it responded the way it was supposed to I was on a spider ozone spider and it was nice and stable didn't did what I asked it to do for being in the rain wasn't a very smart idea
0: pretty interesting yeah i, I um recently uh a friend and i we were out flying and um uh, a freak rain started but it was it was sprinkle so i mean you know my 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 pants were like i could see the spots where they came down but nothing significant so um you, you definitely beat me on that speaking about beating me on on stuff uh your first year that you were flying you flew 300 hours So what'd you do? You like got up in the morning and flew, you flew midday and then at night and then all weekend long. I mean, how do you get that many hours in? Oh,
1: no, 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 300 flights.
0: Oh, flights. Oh, okay. Yes.
1: So, yeah, I don't think I could have racked up that many hours in one year, but definitely uh, quite a bit. I I logged up, up over 300 uh, flights. And typically those flights were, between 20 and 40 minutes, something like that. So reasonable amount of time, but I never logged it in time. I logged it in flights.
0: Okay. So (laughs) do you still, do you still log your flights or now are you into hours or, you know, what are you up to? Do you keep track of that anymore?
1: I can't lie and say I keep track of it that much anymore. Uh, I typically, I fly before students get to class and, after they're done flying for the for the morning when the air starts to get a little more rowdy when when i have a chance is when i fly and then of course in between classes it gets a little bit more flight time in, which is nice
0: so what do you fly motor wise and wing wise and what size
1: so my engine is a moster it's on a power to fly frame that my good friend mark perry Gifted me, he saw me eyeballing it, and it was something that he was trading over to another frame or something like that. He knew that I wanted it and wanted to buy it from him, and just gave it to me. After that, I started building it up. I put an engine on it. I put a, a comfort power comfort seat on it from dudek and and now it's all put together, and that's what I fly. And I fly, went from a spider to a Shrocko to a free ride. So I've been an ozone guy for most of my career. Flown other things, but that's what I settled on. And and right now the the size is either a seventeen or a nineteen. There's both in the shop, so just kind of depends on on the day. And, and who's flying what? But I'll fly either nineteen or seventeen free ride. I prefer the seventeen.
0: So, what is your all up weight? You seem like you'd be a light guy flying a seventeen or a seventeen meter wing.
1: Yeah, I'm about one ninety with about a sixty five pound motor, seventy maybe.
0: Oh, so your your wings really carved at a seventeen meter wing. That's pretty awesome.
1: Oh yeah, it, it'll roll around if you ask it to.
0: I bet it does. Um, any questions in the chat?
1: We got a question from
3: Tony Marzano. He wants to know if you vape when you fly. <laughs> Great. No, I don't. <laughs> uh, and you said something. So you went from a spider to a Scirocco to a free ride. In particular, going from the spider to the Scirocco, was that a good experience? Did you notice a major difference? Uh, And was that the uh,
1: Scirocco three? No, it was actually an original Scirocco and yeah, huge difference. Uh, Much more challenging to kite, much faster. Uh, I could keep up with anybody, including the free rides. The Scirocco is a fast wing. It's not as twitchy and it doesn't like to roll as fast as the free ride does. I actually flew a Scirocco 3 about a week ago, a friend of mine's wing, just to see it get under one again. And, And it is super fast. And you can, you'll scoot along the ground for a long way as you flare. You got a lot of flare authority. After that initial pressure, you skate along the ground for a long way. So it carries a lot of energy. It's good for cross country, I'm sure, more than the free ride is. I like the free ride because I like to go up and have fun.
3: Mix it up a little bit. Yeah. How about on the uh, launches? The, uh, the launches.
1: The launches on the Chiraco gave me a little bit of a problem at first. I was used to just having no issues, and it took me a little time to learn that wind. Before I started getting consistent on my launches. Really easy to inflate but it's uh, not as easy to control once it's inflated.
3: It looks you advanced. have to check it right away? I yeah. mean, does it come up
1: super fast? Or? Yeah, it comes up fast for sure but if you, if you just inflate it and go is less of a problem. Uh, where I found the trouble was on reverses, trying to keep it stable while I made my turns was a little bit more of a challenge. I actually find the free ride easier in that respect. It's still challenging compared to a spider. but
3: Yeah, we were talking, I uh, was talking to my buddy the other day, and it really it's getting harder and harder to find a not good wing. You know, I mean, the technology's, you uh, the point where I mean you're gonna find a good wing pretty much i mean if you got to find the right wing for you uh, and a, at your point whatever level of uh, skill but so yeah well i'm at that i'm at the stage where i'm going to change wings probably so yeah all that all that stuff interests me especially uh, any information on a wing i've never flown
1: yeah that's what the fly-ins are the best for. Go to a fly, and there's there's no shortage of folks that want you to try out their wings, and it's a good place to to get a little experience on different wings. So,
0: so, speaking about wings, what wings have you flown uh, in your paramotor career?
1: So those three: Spider, Chiraco, Free Ride, um, Acto F3. I believe it was the F3. Uh, flown Mac para chargers in Colorado's apco wings and that's about it
0: so you have lots of experience because you are over in Lone star you're able to use uh, wings over there and you go to different fly-ins you said that you went to EFd and bad apples was there any other ones that you go to or those are just your main ones that you go to
1: those are my main ones and And it's hard to find enough time in the year to take off from work to go to too much else. But yeah, switch it up and check out a few more. I hear there's a bunch more good ones out there.
0: Absolutely. So uh, tell us about uh, your day as an instructor. I mean, what, what does uh, instructor over at Lone Star Paramotor, how does it start and uh, what happens throughout the day? And, um, you know, what do you do at the very end of the day? You just say goodbye, everybody, or do you have like a barbecue?
1: Yeah, a lot of times it turns into that kind of thing. So we, uh, we typically start as soon as we can, especially if it's viable. We're kiteable. If it's not flyable, we're still there as long as it's safe to kite. Um, It it all depends. First day is everybody's brand new and we just want to put them under a glider right away and just get them used to how awkward that is right off the bat. And if it's flyable, everybody except one or two will be on the field kiting and we'll be taking them up on tandems. Just trying to get them into the air, get them used to that uncomfortableness of flying under a fabric wing. Most of them have never done it before. We we get a few skydivers that are used to being under fabric, but other than that, it's it's really foreign to people, and I find a lot more people are are scared of it before they fly, and then a minute into the flight, they're comfortable after that, so it's nice to be able to take them up on tandems. It's, it's fun for me as well. You know, get to see their reaction to flying. And then typically we are doing ground school for the middle of the day, take a good uh, couple hour lunch break. Other than that, we're doing ground school and that lasts for about seven or six to seven of the 10 days. And usually, by then everybody's flying, so we start meeting in the mornings and in the evenings to do either kiting or flying and typically by then everybody's worn out so we've got to keep them from getting so tired that they do something dangerous and hurt themselves or something like that so.
0: it's pretty hot in Texas, so you guys are up early in the morning you uh, do the uh, school in the during the hottest part, I guess, and then in the afternoon you go out again still. So what are the temperatures like during the summertime and how many people you, do you normally have in a class?
1: A uh, Full class for us is six. And. Yeah, right now is especially is not so good. I jumped in my truck today. It was 107. And. By the time I had gotten closer to here, it had only dropped a couple degrees. So it's it's been up over 100 for a while now and pretty brutal. But we try to get into some air conditioning to do ground school if we could do that. And, and yeah, other than that, we're definitely there early in the morning and later in the evening trying to beat the heat
0: yeah it sounds incredibly hot there because over here we've been in triple digits and the heat index is just so bad that by nine o'clock in the morning um definitely by 10 everyone is wore out and drenched so i i hear you do you have the heat indexes like like the like you know southern countries or southern states like arkansas or do you have more of a dry heat how does that work over in texas oh
1: definitely they give us a heat index you know, if there's any moisture around, it's always a few degrees hotter. But the, uh, I think the actual temperature this afternoon was 105, so yeah, there's no, no way around it. It's pretty brutal in the heat of it.
0: Yeah, the heat index is horrible. My dogs always tell me it's rough.
1: <laughs> <Nice>. Anyway. <laughs>
0: um, Any, uh, any questions uh, on the panel?
3: You got any questions, Jim?
1: Any any questions
0: in the chat?
3: The chat is, uh, how much, uh, Tony Marzano wants to know, how much do you teach airspace?
1: Yeah, airspace is about a three hour plus class for us. Typically lasts from the morning and then after lunch, we'll go back and do some more of it. It's definitely one of the more challenging things to get across to people. It's, it's just you can't look at a at a section on your first time and not be a little intimidated. So
3: we got a big whiteboard
1: that um, it's a full size whiteboard that we permanently keep a big sketch of the three dimensional aspect of, you know, the upside down wedding cake and stuff like that. So, so they're looking at it the whole, the whole 10 days, wondering what it means. And then on Airspace day we, we go into it in detail and we still have customers and students regularly text us a picture of airspace, wondering if they can fly and we check it out with them and look through it. And, this is on an answer.
3: Does uh, Lone Star, do they do uh, PPG 1 through 3 or they do instructor training
1: or? Yeah, we do We do that. It's kind of a case-by-case basis when it comes to the instructor stuff. Um, typically, our class is trying to ready somebody for a PPG 2 so that they're a, a competent solo pilot level.
0: I think Jim has a question for you, too.
1: Yeah, Travis, I was wondering, you had mentioned earlier that you had got caught in the rain, and perhaps I didn't hear the answer to that, but I was just wondering, well, what kind of rain, like, how much rain, and how did it affect you? Yeah, it was, yeah, say exactly how much because i was doing 25 miles an hour into it you know no lightning uh light winds but a a reasonable amount of of rain coming down like were you soaked when you got down yeah yeah it was wow and And just because i I was scared I, i was i was definitely scared i was Right when I was landing, I was like, "I'm either going to make it this next half mile to my LZ, or I'm going to land a half mile short, just because it's, it's too scary." Yeah. How did your <laughs> wing react? The wing was fine. You know, it was soaking wet too, and water beating off of it, and it it did no no weird collapses, nothing weird on landing. It worked out fine. Um, not like I wouldn't that again, but yeah, everything worked out fine. How would you know if it had gotten too wet? Well, I don't really know the answer to that. Actually, I've never never had a wing so wet in the air that it did anything weird. And I don't want to find out, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, I got caught in the rain the other day, too, and I, I, I decided to go home right away and try and get out of it, but it was nothing serious. It was just a sprinkling. It was kind of like Sean had mentioned, but I'd really like to know how much rain it can take.
0: That's a very interesting question. Maybe we should um, ask that for all the people that are listening to this right now. If you are watching the show right now and you're in the super chat, let us know if you've ever been caught in the rain and how much rain and did it affect your wing. Also, if you are listening to this after the live show on PPG Grandpa's Paramotor podcast on your favorite podcasting app, just email me at ppg grandpa at gmail.com let me know if you were caught in the rain if it had any effect and how much rain uh accumulated in your cells. so yeah travis was there any rain that accumulated in your cells you had the you had the spider three at the time is that correct uh
1: it was an original spider and no it didn't collect in the cells it was it was kind of soaked it you know it was thoroughly wet but not like I could pour water out of the wing or anything like that. And yeah, And I feel like I was pushing it a little bit. I, I could see the LZ when it started to rain on us, so I wanted to push through and know, maybe should have just landed. I had a huge field underneath me. And, I don't know. I'm, a, I'm okay. I walked away from it, but maybe didn't make the right call. You never know.
0: I assume that you still had plenty of visibility, so it wasn't like, you know, it just, yeah. it. so it just came from the sky, but you still had plenty of visibility, and it wasn't like a downpour when you're driving, it's it's like a whiteout for, you know, when you're driving, it was just yeah. kind of heavy, you could still see, and it just soaked you.
1: Yeah, it was that way, and yeah, not something I would want to repeat, but definitely one of the crazier things I've had happen to me in the air.
0: I guess that's the next thing that we need to do is uh, go up there in a rainstorm with a bunch of cameras no, on her and, and <laughs> see what happens to our wing, right?
1: No, don't do that.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. Do not fly in the rain. Please do not do that. Um, any other questions in the chat?
3: Joshua Marsh. Mm-hmm. Joshua Marsh was saying uh, he, caught, he was caught in storm but didn't get that much rain. And... It was it was scary to him, so I I can understand that. And then Hot Butter Productions is why is he so much cooler than rain? And what does she need to do to step up her game? Say that one more time. I'm sorry. I didn't hear you. Why? 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 Why are you so much cooler than rain? And what does rain have to do to step up her game? Let me guess, that
1: came from Minty.
3: Yeah.
0: (laughs) Everybody knows.
1: I'm going to scoot over What was that?
3: Minty.
5: I I, I misheard that. Can you repeat that?
3: (laughs) Why is he, why is Travis so much cooler, so much cooler than rain? And what does she need to do to step up her game? (laughs)
5: <laughs> Probably get yeah, more flight hours in, but I'm, I'm pretty cool.
1: <laughs> Minty's just asking for it, that's all. Yeah, Minty's just curious. And <laughs>
3: yeah. hey, what fly-ins is, uh, are
1: you going to this year and or uh, Lone Star? Uh, the next one that I know of for sure is EFD. We try not to miss that one. It's one of our favorites. Um, other than that, I don't know of any on the schedule on paper. But we like to like to get out, hang out with, with the pair of folks. It's at least half the fun, maybe more. You know. I don't know. Yeah. So
0: what is what is your favorite place to take your students to eat? after for lunch
1: oh loaded question (laughs) (laughs) so yeah we've got a tradition uh first day we always go to this uh, local cafe called grumpy's mexican restaurant we always make everybody pose out in front and take a big picture but yeah it's a good place
0: yeah, I was I was lucky enough to, to hang with you guys and eat there too. So
1: Yeah, it was a good time. Yeah, All absolutely. Come back.
0: I, I want to. I want to. I want to go back. Yeah. Right there. It was warm. Holy smokes, it was warm. Oh
1: man. Yeah. It's warm most of the year here, unfortunately.
0: All right. Any other questions in the chat or any other questions from the panel right now? Yeah,
2: I got a question. You know, just talking about summer and the storms and everything, you know, in the south, leaving the southwest forever, whatever. You you've know, had, you know, all those, the pop-up storms and the microbursts and all that. And Texas is just, you guys, I mean, getting it hard and so has in Arizona. And I was just wondering, how do you, because uh, they come in so quick, so you're out there flying. And then the, all of a sudden, you know, that wind, you see that wind gusts or even the lightning coming in that's that's kind of that's scary because you you don't know really sometimes what time of the day to fly right you know the weather thinking oh we'll be fine then you get up there and then here you are you know so I was just wondering how you guys figured that out
1: well yeah I mean for one thing we're pretty we're pretty strict as a school about flying early morning and later in the evening. And uh, so that limits our, our time frames, And then from there, we're constantly, I mean, we've got anywhere from three to six instructors on the field at any given time. And, and we're constantly monitoring the field and, and weather apps. And, and we don't really, we don't get any. I mean, I've never seen any weird lightning storm that wasn't associated with you know, a rainstorm that we could see coming from a long way away. Okay. The worry is, is uh, you know, big thunderstorms that are outside of our site that could be sending microbursts our way. So yeah. I think we rely pretty heavy on, on radar for that. But if we get one windsock telling us one thing and the other, pointing the other way and we start feeling some cool air, that's definitely a, something that we look out for. Oh, sure. Yeah. But but yeah, we're we're monitoring lots of weather apps, you know, all day pretty much. At the end of our morning session, we we look at the apps again and decide if we are going to try to fly in the evening and and we show up and if it's not good, we don't fly. So
0: Okay, so what, what apps do you use? Which ones do you prefer? And which ones do you think are the best for paramotor pilots to check out if they haven't already?
1: So, yeah, for one thing, I think that's fairly regional. So, some of the apps that I use have not worked for me in other places, is what I mean by that. Uh, but just in general, we use Windfinder a lot. We use Dark Sky. WindFinder is good for wind and gusts. And we use Dark Sky. Dark Sky is a radar app that seems pretty accurate for us. We use Windy, Wind Alert, Active Weather, UAV Forecast is a pretty good one. One of the ones that we use the most that's not an app that's only available as a website is a, a balloonist's site called com, And it's pretty detailed at altitude. So every altitude uh, will tell you the wind direction, the temperature of the air, and, um, and that's, that's. Pretty much what we go on. So we're we're looking at multiples of those apps one after the other before we make a decision to fly.
0: Well, I got one more for you to put in your quill of apps. It's called Ventu Sky, and that gives you winds aloft at different times. That's a pretty good one, kind of like Ryan Carleton, but it's an app. Um, cool. anybody else on the panel use something other than what uh Travis was telling us about what he uses. How do you spell Ventusky?
1: I... M2 Sky. okay.
0: Yeah, that's one of my favorite okay. ones. Um, it's, it's kind of like Ryan Carlton, but visual. Ryan Carlton just shows your knots and uh, your magnetic headings um, yes. at different times yeah. like that. So you got to know your magnetic headings. You got to understand the knots and it will put like um uh at at different altitudes if there is like a wind shear it will have it in yellow so you can actually visually see that but the ventu sky is pretty good also too the people that make the uav forecast also makes other ones like um is it nice outside um uh is it nice to walk outside and, and Uh, is it sunny and just different apps so you go to the uav forecast i can't remember what they all are offhand but if you got the uav forecast you'd have to pay for the things that are free on the other ones that they give away for free okay so look at the uav forecast on your app store then go to the the company or the people that make it to see the other apps and then download those. So it's really good, very intuitive. Uh, some of them are, um, are are very usable, but the UAV forecast is very good. Um, anything else, or was that it?
3: Well, Tony uh, was he was asking about the uh, airspace apps, and Ambi Two Four suggested Airmate and Before You Fly. I'm familiar with Before You Fly. I think that's a, a drone mm-hmm. app, but it it performs the same function. So, um, and they're both available on the iPhone. I'm not sure about Android.
0: Can you spell that before you fly? Is it a U or is it Y-O-U?
3: No, B, the letter B, the number four, the letter U, and then fly. All one word, F-O-Y.
0: Thank you. And what did you say the other one was?
3: The other one is called Air Mate, all one word, A-I-R-M-A-T-E. I just downloaded that myself and check it out.
0: I'm glad that we're talking about apps right now, because there are some really good apps. We just well, I just learned recently about gaggle, which was, which is really neat. Um, but, uh, what other, um, let's go ahead and go back to the airspace apps. What airspace apps do you guys suggest for your students and p- other pilots? You said the PPGPS which I like. Um they got the light version. Yeah. I I I got the paid version because the one thing I like about the PPGPS is that it actually has your gas right there. You uh, put yeah. in what you burn, you know, your burn rates and how much you put in the tank and it will tell you, it'll actually show you um, as you're using your gas how much approximately how much you have left. So that's pretty cool. What else do you use, bud? Yeah, and the other
1: one I really only know of those two is that one and, uh, fly sky high. is another, it's another good one that we recommend, but I'm sure there's, I'm sure there's a bunch that, that are good to use. Those are just the two that I know of readily.
0: Um, Will, do, uh, do you know any other airspace ones? I know that we have the um, sky vector for, for sectional charts, but do you have any, uh, apps that you use other than the GPS and FlySky High?
3: What I use is airnav.com. It's a website and uh, it will, anything you want to know about that particular airport or area can be found on there. Um, uh, Can I share my screen for a second?
0: Please. Absolutely. Share screen.
3: Oh, they added something. There we go. All right, can you see that? Yes. Okay, so I just typed in zero alpha seven, which is a Hendersonville airport. There's the map of it, but if you look down, I mean, right here, there's the sectional chart that you can click on and drag and move around. I mean, so it's super handy uh, to have. I use this on my phone as well. Um, I don't know if AirNav has an app. That's a real good question. But, I mean, you can zoom in, and it's just uh, an awesome tool that i found. And it'll also give you information on, like, TFRs, any kind of restrictions in the areas. Um, just a, it's a good tool, especially if I'm flying in an area that's unfamiliar.
0: Um, that, that's a good thing you just mentioned, the TFR. Is there any other th- way that you check for TFR or Notums, which is not notice to airmen, is notice to air missions now.
3: Yeah, it's notice to airmen to me. I'll never, ever, ever remember calling it anything else. I know
0: it's crazy.
3: <laughs> it's just a force of habit. Um, this is what I would use for that. <clears throat> I would use the, I uh, can see if I can go back here. I don't know if it'll allow me to go back, <clears throat> and I don't want to mess it up. <clears throat> so, uh, there's just you know, adding to what everyone else has said. I mean, there are no shortages of good tools out there. You just have to find, you know, the one that kind of fits your lifestyle. Exactly. Since
0: (laughs) you're, since you're sharing your screen, don't go anywhere. Go ahead and type in uh, uh, TFR.FAA.GOV. This is what I use on my phone and it shows you right there where what state the time the dates and you can actually uh, hit the zoom on the far right and actually see where it is
3: oh i see see.
0: yeah so that's something that i use personally and i also when i go there i take a screenshot of it before i go for a flight because what would happen if I was out for a two hour flight and the president decided to swing over my state and where I'm flying and I didn't see that TFR and I landed and there's some FAA guys there, I can look. I screenshotted this, it's time stamped. Um I looked, there wasn't any TFR, so maybe that would help me out. So there's something you, might, you guys might wanna do too, is screenshot that you did check the tfr.faa.gov.
3: Yeah, oh, that's, a, that's a nice tool um the uh so let's say okay so that's for the center this is for the state so you can sort by state or whatever i guess um, all right arkansas Very that's nice. definitely
1: something we we tell guys students that are uh, wondering about that kind of things not always a lot of police activity when you launch but sometimes there is when you land <laughs> like yeah prove that you're doing things right <laughs> not just
3: saying hello to you either are they
1: uh, most of the time they've been friendly <laughs> right yeah.
0: on. um so so as far as like you said that uh, your airspace when you do your airspace you talk about um a lot of the sectional charts and stuff too uh, do you talk about uh, cloud clearance and all that?
1: Absolutely. Um, cloud clearances and in, in all the different airspaces that we're allowed in. So, 5321 rule and stuff like that.
0: So, a lot of people, you know, they want, they, they think, okay, I'm going to go ahead and look online. It looks easy to fly. And I'm going to buy my stuff on eBay. I'm going to attempt. Uh, to fly myself without going to a school um it's not just flying right i mean your school is not 10 days just learning to fly there's a lot of things that you need to know as a pilot like airspace looking at sectional charts you know making sure that that particular day there's no notams. so in your opinion travis it's probably okay and easy to learn how to fly, but that's just a small part of learning how to fly. Is that correct?
1: It is. And, you know, even just the flying, there's, there's so many little nuances to it that can either keep you safe or get you hurt just in learning to fly. And I'm really glad that I didn't just find this online and and try to teach myself to fly or try to learn what what gear would be safe for me or anything like that. I, I'm really glad I didn't do that because I would have gotten hurt. I, I like to do extreme sports. I've always been into bike, biking and skating and all kinds of boarding. And I'm glad I didn't teach myself how to do this. But But other than that, yeah, there's there's a lot of things. I mean, airspace is is definitely huge just as far as keeping away from things that fly faster than you or heavier than you. Um, but the whole thing is just about safety. Like the reason we train people is all about keeping them safe and keeping them from doing something they could get them killed, not just potentially hurt. You could always hurt your ankle on landing or something like that. But, but really, really getting injured is, is a possibility that is highly diminished if you do things right and, and go by the book. And that's what, we, that's what we try to teach. I mean, really, two hours in the morning and two hours in the evening is not a whole lot of the day, and we'd be doing a disservice if we didn't use the rest of that time to not just teach airspace and and glider control and and the way things work physically, but you know we're we're showing you small details, small things that could become big things. How to how to clear brake lines in flight or how to you know something as simple as getting in your seat if you try to get into your seat while pulling on the brakes you could stall your glider just there's a lot of little things that could get you hurt if you don't have somebody to show you what to do and all of these things are going through your head at once and you have to do all of them right on your very first flight or you could get hurt so. yeah
0: i've exactly. seen a lot of, yeah i've seen a lot of videos where people say i'm teaching myself how to fly and they break props they uh have the wrong gear and uh you know 10 year old wings and stuff like that and they can never get up and by the time that they're done if, if even if they get a flight in they're like okay i'm done with this this is scary and uh i i break too many props and uh, this gear is horrible i mean i i can't imagine not having a structure.
1: I love that statement. That you don't know
0: what you don't know. Really? And what you don't know is going to kill you. Exactly. Yeah. If you, do, you don't even know the right questions to ask, you know, I see on the forums and stuff on, on Facebook or on the groups and people asking, it's like, what wing do I need? I'm, I'm this heavy. You know, I'm, so you know, sure what wing do I need? We and make what, sure what, we uh, What's that, Travis? Were you saying something?
1: I wasn't. Sorry.
0: Okay. So, yeah. Anyway, um, there's a lot to it. You don't go to a 10-day class and just learn how to fly. There's a lot of stuff that you need to learn. I was over at Lone Star and their book for students, uh, not, not even the PPG Bible, their own book that they put together for the students is thick. It's massive. There's a lot of learning there.
1: Yeah. So we, that book that you're talking about is, is the USPPA syllabus expanded the way we interpret it and the way in our wording and things like that. But it's, you know, I, I definitely believe in that syllabus and, and what it teaches, but, you know, we, we take that we reference it with the PPG Bible and we reference it with lots of videos and, you know, real-world examples of what has gone wrong and and what to do to fix it. And, you know, having a healthy respect for the things that can go wrong will, is a pretty good teaching tool to, to get you to do it right. You see somebody stall a glider to the point of being gift-wrapped make you not want to pull those brakes too hard, you know? So there's... There's a lot of little things that go into it, and I like the 10-day training and also coming back and getting additional just confidence with your instructor's idea just because there's so much to learn that it's easy to listen to it and just glance past it. Um, or just plain forget it because you're so preoccupied trying to keep yourself safe that, you know, it's nice to, to be retold things sometimes. So to- let's say
0: somebody wants to go over to Lone Star and, uh, and sign up for a class. Uh, how do we, how do we sign up for a class and um, when do they start? I, I assume that they're all 10 day classes. Uh, do you guys do trike also? Tell us a little bit about your school.
1: Yeah. So we typically do one class a month and all the other times during that month, we're typically helping other students um, either with confidence builder training or um, could be, could be anything, could be helping them put their motors together and, and tests and stuff like that. But our, our standard class is a, a 10 day class that we do once a month and we can do trike and foot launch in the same class usually uh, it's obviously different and we we do our ground schools together and then when we get to the trikes we we kind of separate on the field into into foot launchers and trikers but that's kind of a time schedule we're typically booked out a few months in advance sometimes more if it's one of the prime times a year like spring and fall, that those times typically fill up quicker. But we, we're pretty much scheduled with six students most of the time. And that's what we can, that's the size class that we can give everybody the attention that they need. We have enough instructors to do that and keep everybody, keep everybody out there with an instructor and not just trying to remember what they learned. Lone Star, Lone Star um, you know, we have our website is typically the best way to get a hold of us. It'll lead you to Ron, and and he'll talk with you and and get you into the right class for the time period that's that works for you.
0: For the people that are listening to the podcast later on after this that are not watching, can you uh, tell us the uh... The
1: website to go to? Yeah. LoneStarParamotor.com. And uh, yeah, just click on, on the link that leads you to filling out your information and we'll get in touch with you. You can also get in touch with us.
0: So um, we can pay online and get booked online or do we have to call and talk to someone physically or can we just do everything online?
1: Online, you'll give us all your information, who you are, where you're coming from, things like that, and we typically want to chit-chat with you a little bit before we book you into any particular class.
0: Awesome. Do you guys have a, a phone number that somebody might, or maybe they're driving, listening to this, and they are going to pull over safely and write down the phone number? Uh, is there a phone number that you have to call for people that still use phones?
1: We do. Um, hold on one second I'm right into... sorry I'm trying to get it right now
0: that's alright I half the time don't remember my own phone they're,
1: number. yeah they're all they're all just in my phone I gotta get it right. All right, so the phone number for Lone Star for the person you need to talk to is Ron Turan at 512 431 0173.
0: Awesome. Now you have some of your instructors there with you?
1: I do. I got a little team of my friends here with me.
0: Well, bring them on, on and uh, introduce them and let's say hi. We're, we're after 10 o- or after 8 o'clock. So bring them on and let's say hello to all everybody. Right,
3: all right.
0: <laughs> so, who do we got over here?
1: All right. This is Rain. This smart Perry. I'm sure you guys know Ron Terrell. Hey guys. Hey there, what's up? Hey. So this and is that's...
0: part of the team, most of the team. Well, <laughs> um, since we have you all here on camera, does anybody have any questions for the crew over at Lone Star Paramotor? If you do, uh, put them in the chat. Do you guys on the panel have any questions for the crew over at Lone Star? other than they're incredibly awesome and I love them all to death.
1: Yeah, I got a
3: question. Oh, go ahead, Jim.
1: Well, I was wondering about this police information that you pass on to the students. Uh, What types of situations have you guys had to deal with with the police and (laughs) what types of information do you pass on to the students?
4: Yeah, uh, sometimes we fly uh, and Neighbors see us going down over a uh, line of trees. They'll call the police to call 911. The police will show up to ask where the bodies are.
0: Uh, and we, oh, no. We that assure them that we're all
4: uh, all accounted for. But <laughs> at times, it's just flying over someone's property. And uh, they'll, call the yeah, they'll, uh, uh, they'll call the police to say that we're disturbing them. And the police will show up and we'll explain to them that uh, we're in an uncongested an area, area and we have every right to fly there, but we'll, well happily avoid that, uh, that person's property if they'd like us to. It's a felony to disturb a
5: that in Texas.
4: Or <laughs> yeah, probably so. Yeah. Occasionally we get the game warden um, if a paramotor is flying low and uh, interrupts a hand. Foot dragging past your blinds. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: we definitely get on Facebook and let everybody know when dove season opens. You've got a lot of guys on the, on the sides of pastures with shotguns.
3: Yeah. <laughs> what's your typical um, class look like? I mean, like, you know, is it like 50% men, women, younger, older? I mean, yeah,
4: uh, mostly guys, uh, 40 to 50 is uh, typically uh, the age, although uh, Tucker's been bringing in a lot younger guys, uh, but we have a lot of women we've been training lately, uh, one in every class, uh, one in every other class. Uh, So, and part of that is through the rain coming in here and inspiring others. Right on.
0: Any other questions? Did anybody say anything in the chat?
3: They did not. Uh, someone they said, was was The cool? answer
5: is no, Steve.
4: <laughs> 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 yes, Steve. It's it no for Rain, it's no for Travis. It's a It's a hard no for me.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Heard Bill H. was in the chat. Is he still around? What's up, Bill? Hey, he-, he is. Hey,
2: Jay, Hey, Mickey.
5: Hey, yeah. Bob. Hey, Hello, Tommy. All. Hey, everyone. <laughs>
0: Got a lot of people in the chat. That's awesome. If you guys are still in the chat and you love Lone Star, give us a thumbs up because that always helps. Um, you guys are awesome. I, I love you guys over there. Travis, you you are awesome, a, a, amazing guest. Um, any anything, any other words of wisdom that you want to say to everyone that's out there other than please come to Paramo- Lone Star Paramotor and, and train with us?
1: Definitely do that, but, I mean, it really is just all about keeping people safe, so fly safe is what I want you to do. Other than that, come hang out with us at fly-ins and enjoy your time in the air.
4: Just come and fly with us in Texas.
5: Flying the ice cream in the community is a cherry on top.
4: Ah, yeah. right.
0: uh, that needs to be a t-shirt.
5: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
4: okay. We'll add
5: that.
3: Got that. You guys got a cool logo too. I like that. Oh, thanks.
0: That's awesome. Yeah, I was, I was very lucky. I was able to, to, to go down there and uh, uh, say hi to the crew. We went out to eat and um, their, their facility is, is absolutely, it's huge. It's, it's, it's just really awesome. The people are just amazing over at Lone Star. So definitely two thumbs up for you guys.
4: Well, uh, thank you. But, uh, yeah, I'm blessed to be surrounded by some incredible instructors, these three and, and many more there too. We just hope yeah. we'll yeah, That's right. I appreciate that.
0: Absolutely. So what we'll do now guys is, uh, we'll, uh, how long can you hang with us? Can you hang with us for about 15 more minutes?
3: Yeah, I can. Sure. All right.
0: So, um, what we'll do is we will let anybody that wants to, uh, join us here on pbg Grandpa's paramotor Podcast, Clear Prop tv and Paratalk.org. Let me go ahead and get that information off of Zoom and uh, let you guys jump in if you want to. It's always fun to jump in and hang with us. Uh, we will still be live. So if you jump in, don't think that, uh, you know, the world is not going to hear you. The world it's will hear you.
2: for a thumbnail.
0: Oh yes, yeah. So um, all you guys at Lone Star, jump back in. We're going to do a quick uh, thumbnail. Uh,
1: it'll be just a minute. Restroom breaks going down.
0: Oh, okay. Then sure. we'll, we'll wait a couple more minutes. Let me go ahead and get that information for you guys, and I'll put we it in the chat. If you want
3: me to okay. ask? Sure. Uh, let's see. Jade's asking for Ron. Did you get? Uh, did you get plane? Picks for EAA, you have a place to stay with the family.
1: Ron's out right now.
3: Uh um, oh, that was for Ron. Okay. Well I we'll have to remember to ask him. Mickey Alberto says, best training at Lone Star, hands down, the best. And uh same guy, see, same thing. Yeah. Uh, thanks, Mickey. Yeah, there you go.
0: All right, so I posted the link, so if you have zoom on your computer or phone, you can just click the link and that should bring you directly to us, Uh, you will go to a waiting room, and I will let you in, or you can just put in the meeting ID and passcode into your zoom APP or if you're on the computer, same thing. And join us, hang out with us for the next 15 minutes or so. Uh, talk with uh, Travis and the crew over at Lone Star. Tra- talk to the folks over here, the panel, and everybody on Clear Prop TV. So ready for a thumbnail?
3: Will? You ready? I'm here ready. We Again the
1: computer.
3: I got it. I, had a, <laughs> to, I had to hold my just, breath yeah. for that one.
0: <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Do um, you say there was a question in the chat?
3: Got it. Oh well, uh, for Ron, yeah. Okay. Did you get uh, plane tickets for EAA? You have a place to stay with the family from Jay. Say it again. Did you get tickets?
4: Are you going to EAA? Uh, we were going to exhibit there. We decided uh, to postpone that till next year. Right on. Right I appreciate on. the offer. Yeah. Uh, we've got a rare five weeks between classes. So uh, we're going to go somewhere fun and fun. Do
0: You guys get to go to fly-ins. And if you do, which fly-ins are you guys going to go to in the future
4: here? Yeah, we, uh, we go to EFD every year. We go to Bad Apples every year. Uh, we've occasionally exhibited it uh, at Oshkosh. Um, those are the, the main ones that we've been to. We really haven't been out west, uh the sea or um, Flying Circus. Uh, but uh, yeah, we like to go. We decided we we're going to go on a paramotor adventure every year. Uh, I just got back from a trip uh, flying to Egypt and uh, we're going to go on a Lone Star trip every year, just not sure where we're going next year.
0: Oh, tell us about Egypt trip. I bet that was amazing.
4: Uh, it was. Uh, it was incredible. We went uh, through a company called Sky One, and uh, they have permission to fly for three days um, around the pyramids. So uh, the motors were there and wings waiting for us. And uh, it, was, uh, uh, it was an incredible, uh, incredible trip.
0: Rainer Travis, you've been on one of these adventures yet?
4: No, I haven't invited them. Sorry, I just came back the first one. Ah,
5: <laughs> Next year.
4: Next it's year. Gotta yeah. be hard
3: Egypt. I mean something like Egypt. I couldn't imagine. I mean Yeah, um, yeah. What do you guys want to
5: go? we love beach flying. Beach flying is always a blast. Uh, Egypt's definitely on my bucket list. Um, this this last year was my first time going to a fly-in. Particularly, bad apples, and uh, last year was uh, endless foot drag in Kansas. Uh, looking forward to that. This will be my second time going there, in September, so that will be fun. Just, you know, the uh, sky family is really fun as well. Just getting to hang out after after flying. Uh, mostly, it's just hanging out a bunch and like goofing off and getting Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: No, oh, I got a I got a bug to go to Alaska. I want yeah.
4: to go to Costa Rica, Alaska. Yeah, we just uh, finished training a couple of guys from Alaska that was up there, but uh, it's a long drive. Yeah,
3: it's a long flight. Well,
0: yeah, just <laughs> fly your paramotor up there, make it a big Icarus race.
4: Yeah, a huge Icarus race.
1: <laughs> yeah, we can stop here. So, you skirt Canada you, since I don't have a license. Well, I mean, you got to go through Canada if you're going to fly there.
0: There's a little bit of open water, but I, I was, was going to say you can just, <laughs> just
1: skirt the coast a little bit. <laughs> yeah, sure I you you have have fifteen fun. miles offshore or something like that to be an international. Flight. Right. Honestly, every time I go to a fly-in, I pass so many places that I want to stop and fly that it's hard to. Hard
0: to make it very far. Absolutely. Now, in the future, will your students be able to go on these um, amazing, exotic trips like Egypt and stuff?
4: Yeah. Yeah. Um, looking to bring students along for paramotor adventures. Also looking to do uh, maybe a Lone Star reunion, uh, flying every year just the uh, the past students.
0: Wow. So... Unless we're a Lone Star student, we won't be able to go with you. So we're yeah, gonna pick-
4: you're right. You'll have to come down and train with us. Exactly. Yeah,
0: so it's time to if we need to just go over to Lone Star, train with these uh, amazing people and go on these awesome adventures.
4: There you go.
0: Hey, do you guys plan on doing an Icarus race by any chance?
4: Uh I don't know. That's not my thing. Uh going in a straight line for hours and hours on end. Uh, I don't know. What about you guys? That a a couple
5: of people that are interested.
4: Yeah. yeah, yeah. A couple of our our other uh, instructors.
1: I'm kind of with I'm kind of with Ron on that. I, I prefer a little bit shorter flights than that. <laughs> <laughs> a
0: little bit shorter flights. <laughs> yeah, we were yeah. talking
1: about that sixty miles in the air, and that was that was a long trip. You know
0: how, how long how long was that trip, Travis? Uh,
1: three hours. Wow.
4: Close to- um, yeah.
1: yeah. I
4: know my shoulders were killing
1: me at the
0: end of it. Yeah, mine too. The last 15
1: minutes, it got sketchy, really. Yeah. Interesting. You had got yeah, yeah. swatting that
0: <laughs> reserve pouch right here. Well, that sounds really interesting. Uh, anything else going on at Lone Star uh, Paramotor that maybe um, a future student might go, hmm, I want to go there because. So what else you got going on over there that maybe a student would want to?
4: Yeah, yeah. We train about ten pilots a month. Six in our um, uh, beginner classes, and between classes, we retrain other. Um, we retrain students from other instructors. Uh, we doing a bunch of that lately. For we've had some super students come through recently. Um, but we give tandem flights also. So. I
5: I our new gadget.
0: Can't, can't hear you. What were we saying? Yeah, not <laughs>
5: <laughs> We have a special uh, surprise for everyone that we can't mention
4: yet. Yeah, we're.
5: uh it's
4: a new toy. Yeah, we're waiting to get a uh, virtual reality simulator uh, that's been around um, at Oshkosh and a couple of other fly ins. The one that was at the uh, Bad Apples right. this past so. Mm-hmm. Kind
0: of so, how about? pilots that have already been flying for a while, can they come down there and check out your, your new uh, virtual yeah. reality stuff when it comes up?
4: Oh yeah, absolutely, yeah. yeah. And, we also do like three day confidence builder courses and things like that, you know, day instruction as well.
0: Okay, so pilots that have been flying for a while, they can come there and uh, take different classes like the confidence builders. What else do you have for, for already accomplished pilots?
4: Uh, trike transition classes, uh, folks who already fly foot launch and they want to transition over their trike, which is uh, quite a bit different,
0: Exactly.
1: students that are, uh, you know, there were pilots maybe a year or more ago that are just there to rebuild skills that they had before and maybe kick out old bad habits.
0: Ah, I didn't even think about that. Do you guys do anything like um, SIVs or anything like that?
4: No, um, up until now, we haven't.
0: Is that something that might happen in the future, or are you just going to stick with um, uh, regular foot launch and trikes?
4: I think we're going to stick with regular foot launch. We'll be uh, doing some intermediate uh, or advanced courses, but uh, I don't think we'll be going full SIV, although there's probably that coming in our area fairly soon. Yeah.
0: So, there's a intermediate and advanced courses. What are those and uh, who, who can take those? Anybody?
4: Uh, yeah, we actually haven't had any yet. So, just in the planning stages, we also want to do some uh, mechanic classes, um, carb rebuild classes, uh, uh, reserve repacking clinics, things like
0: that. Oh, that's awesome. I love those uh, extra fun classes like that and yeah, clinics. Yeah. Well, that's really awesome. So um, once again, how do we get up with you guys if we want to go to Lone Star Paramotor in Texas?
4: Uh, you can go to the website, lonestarparamotor.com. The new website comes online in about two weeks. Um, or you can uh, give me a call at the number that uh, Travis gave earlier.
0: Okay. Could you say that number one more time, Travis? You have, you have that memorized now, right? No. Um, <laughs> I, I, yeah, yeah. It's
4: five one two four three one zero one seven three.
0: Awesome! All right, guys. Well, we thank you so much. On
5: social media, by uh, the way. Thank um, you. We have TikTok, YouTube, um Instagram. Instagram, Facebook.
0: Well, how do we find you on all these social uh, media?
5: At Lone Star Paramotor.
0: And that's that's for all of them. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. awesome. Well, you guys have been amazing, Travis. Thank you so much for joining us and the rest of the crew over at Lone Star Paramotor. Uh, definitely enjoyed this this podcast and interview. Uh, any other questions on the in the chat or on the panel before we close everything out?
5: The
0: answer's still no, Steve. Uh oh, Steve. <laughs>
4: it's just—it's yeah, no question. Question. Yeah. definitely no, Steve. I don't even know the question, but the. You know.
3: <laughs> No no question, but I want to say you've all been fantastic,
1: guests. (laughs) (laughs) It's been a pleasure having you on. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks for having me on the show. I'm glad I had my team here to back me up.
0: Absolutely. It's always good to have a team. Thank you,
1: Travis. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Thank you very much, and thank you for bringing the team on. Yeah. Absolutely. I'm glad glad I was able to
0: lots of good information you guys make sure you uh check out lone star paramotor uh i don't have that number i i didn't write it down but just rewind and listen to it again and give them a call or go over to the lone star paramotor uh my name is sean simons ppg grandpa uh you can find us here every monday night at 7 p.m Central 8pm Eastern if you don't get us live, you can always go over and check out paratalk.org or just search for ppg grandpa's paramotor podcast on your favorite podcasting app so let's go ahead and say goodbye to everybody real quick. Um, we'll fly yeah. goodbye. No. <laughs> tell us, <It> <laughs> um, Will Fly. Will uh, Fly, he does amazing videos. Uh, tell us a little, re- real quick about your amazing videos and how to find them.
3: Yeah, I just like flying paramotors and making videos about them. If you like horny humor, check out willfly.com. No, willflyppg.com, or you can find me on YouTube, search for Will Fly.
0: And if you haven't done so already, please go there, check it out, hit that, uh, that uh, subscribe and that bell notification really awesome thanks again will for all the stuff that you do for the show we definitely appreciate you yeah man we also have jim from canada he's also one of our he's our sponsor that actually makes our stickers and our calendars and all that fun stuff so jim tell us a little bit about your company and how we can get up with you and get our stickers and decals and all that fun stuff from canada eh
1: sure well i just set up a landing page on for my website carepp.com, and you can, if you want to do do-it-yourself printing, you can do it from that site. You can click on the button. It'll take you right there. You can do the graphic design. You can do it all. Click print, and it'll go right to you, and so that's carepp.com, and if you want custom printing, click on that, and it'll connect you with us, and we'll get something specific to your needs printed. And if you want to watch my YouTube stupidity, that yeah, you can access it there too.
0: And that's over at careppg.com. You betcha. What flight are you up to real quick? I forgot to ask you this morning. 150? Yes. Right. Congratulations, buddy. That's awesome. Congrats.
3: Well done. Thank, thank you very much. Thank you.
0: And thank you, Jim, very much for all the support that you've done for the show. And of course, for the community, definitely appreciate you. We also got Linda Anderson. She's our PR girl. If you want to be on the show, get up with Linda by going to ParamomUSA.com. But she also has a famous son that does a podcast on Thursdays. Tell us a little bit about that. Uh,
2: we got paraglidentalk.com on Thursday nights with my awesomest son, Robert Michael. And he will be, he's back for vacation, so there will be a show on Thursday. So y'all come and join us in the chat and all that good stuff. Love to have you. And uh, yeah, if you if you want to be a guest on the show, just send, uh, send me a message and um, we'll get you all set up.
0: Yeah, I think that we're already booked until what, September?
2: Pretty much.
0: Yeah, yeah. We're, we're booked. So if you want to be on the show. You better get up with Linda Anderson by going over to Paramount USA. Yeah,
2: very quick. That's right. Because oh, once like, get on that, pull that calendar out, that's it. I don't stop until that that month is full. So.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. Well, thank you for everything you do, Linda. I mean, without without you guys, I wouldn't be able to do the show. And without my uh, a, amazing guest, Travis Landry, I would not be able to do the show. And he is an uh, instructor over at Uh, Lone Star Paramotor over in Texas. So make sure you guys check that out. Um, Let me go ahead and spotlight you guys real quick. Tell us your names, what you do, and uh, any dot coms. I mean, here's your five minutes of of fame. Everyone's gonna be listening to this. You'll be able to go to your YouTube and Snapchats and all that stuff. What you guys got? Hey, I'm Rain, I'm
5: with Lone Star Paramotor. I'm an instructor there in the heart of Texas. And uh, you can find us um, on social media, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at Lone Star Parameter. Um, I'm on there under Sky Rain. You uh, feel free to follow us, um, like, comment, and subscribe. <laughs> Just kidding. But um, uh, come fly with us. Uh, if you're in the area, um, come say hi. That's
0: awesome.
1: Yeah, we're good. Better than me. Yeah, thanks for having me on the show. My name's Travis Landry, and uh, I'm one of Ron's instructors and been loving doing that for about three years now, so it's definitely my favorite thing to do, and being a, being a part of this has been huge for me in many ways, so I appreciate you having me on the show.
0: Definitely our pleasure.
1: Uh, and I'm Ron. Uh, I'm
4: the owner, and I pay the bills.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and one of the nicest and, guys and, and wow, them the nicest guys you'll ever them. meet yeah. definitely one of the nicest guys you'll ever meet very very humble down to earth and you know you meet them you know for five minutes you're like you know what this is this is going to be one of my best friends for life i mean really great appreciate guy Ryan. absolutely appreciate. travis is amazing rain's amazing everyone over at lone star is amazing definitely appreciate y'all thank you so much and uh um you guys are amazing we thanks love you. all
1: Thanks so much. Thanks.
0: Good night. Absolutely. Y'all have a wonderful evening, everybody. Thank you very much. Don't forget tomorrow there what's that, Will? Will, I, you're on mute. I don't know what you're saying.
3: I said, you got it, man. That's it Probably. tomorrow.
0: That's right. So we are so we do have a show tomorrow? Yeah. Okay. Tell us real quick about that, bud. Just go to
3: YouTube, search for never trust a skinny chef Shane, and you'll find us tomorrow at 8 p.m.
0: Awesome. I think that you can still go to ppgshane.com and go straight to it.
3: That would be so much easier.
0: Absolutely. (laughs) And uh, um, Jade, are you doing a show too on Wednesday? I'm sure there's a lag. Yeah, she's going to probably do a show on Wednesday. Go to paramotorgirl.com and check that out. Y'all have a wonderful evening. Thank you very much for hanging out with us. And we'll catch you next time. Good night you guys don't go nowhere i'm just going to close this out i'm going to say hi to you real quick after we're done doing this so